Hello and a very warm welcome to thorough newspaper analysis which is presented to you by Lawsico. So today we'll discuss important articles from the newspaper of 4th June 2021. This newspaper analysis is presented to you by me. My name is Ankita Parida. I have completed my BTech from IIIT Bhubaneswar and MTech from ITR Bhubaneswar and I have completed my LLB in 2020 from Fakir Mohan University. Presently, I work as a trainee associate and current affair expert with Law Seco. You can reach out to me at my LinkedIn or Twitter handle, which is mentioned here. Today, we have two important articles of the day. The first one is actually related topics and we have clubbed them into one. The Kedarnath Sedition Ruling. It talks about the new Vinod Dwak case and the Supreme Court verdict on it. The second is titled as Model Tenancy Act, What Changes for Property Owners and Tenants. In this article, we have spoken about the Model Tenancy Act and what change it can bring for property owners and tenants in the country and how it can revamp the rent economy of our country. So the first article of the day, we discuss the Vinod Dua versus Union of India and others case. So recently, the Supreme Court has caused the case of sedition filed against the journalist Vinod Dua in Himachal Pradesh for allegedly making remarks against Prime Minister Narendra Modi and his government's handling of migrant crisis during the COVID-19 lockdown in 2020. Also, the Supreme Court has reiterated the Kedarnath Singh versus Union of India guidelines. Let's understand what was this case and who is this journalist. So Vinod Dua is a very famous and eminent uh, journalist in India and he has also received Padma Shri award from the government of India for his journalism. He criticized the Pradhan Mantri because of his migrants handling and COVID-19 situation handling in 2020 and because of it BJP leader Ajay Shyam had filed a sedition case under section 124A of IPC against him. Let's see what is the sedition law in our country. So, Section 124A of Indian Penal Code 1860 talks about the sedition law. It says, whoever by word, either spoken or written or by sign or by visible representation or otherwise brings or attempts to bring into hatred or contempt or excites or attempts to excite disaffection towards the government established by law in India shall be punished. The punishment for this is imprisonment for life to which fine may be added or imprisonment which may extend to three years to which fine may be added or just a fine. So, as we know, this has been in question for several times and this has been a very archaic, harsh law in our uh, democratic country. And based on this, there has been uh, many landmark cases. Some of them are in 1962, the Kedarnath Singh versus State of Bihar case came up and in this, the Supreme Court held that a citizen has right to say or write whatever he likes about the government or it measures by way of criticism or comment, so long as he does not excite people to violence, incite people to violence. So in this verdict, the Supreme Court had clearly stated that as long as um, the comment or the criticism does not call for a violence or incite violence in the public, then it shall not be termed as seditious. Secondly, in 1982, in P. Alavi versus State of Kerala case, the court had held sloggering, criticizing the parliament or the judicial setup did not amount to sedition. So here also the um, court has clearly stated that 
slogging or criticizing parliament or even the judicial setup does not amount to sedition third in 1995 balwan singh and another was a state of punjab case the supreme court says raising some slogan a couple of time which neither invoked any response nor any res- uh, reaction from the public cannot attract any punishment so in this actually the uh, court st- noted that some people were um, having this slogan of khalistan jindabad and it did not revoke any response or reaction from the public neither did it incite violence in the country so therefore it can the supreme court stated that this person should not be uh, said that he has done something seditious because because he is just having some slogan and ra- raising some slogan of khalistan jinda but that, that doesn't mean that he is doing some kind of seditious activity against the nation so in this country so in this co- context of this case vinod dua versus union of india mr vinod dua uh, he wrote uh, and also made a video criticizing prime minister relating to the covid-19 crisis management and the migrant crisis which was a havoc at that point of time and many people lost their life livelihood because of this migrant crisis also so this uh, in this situation the supreme court held that the remarks constituted a genuine criticism of the government and could not be labeled as seditious also the supreme court stated that every journalist will be entitled to protection in terms of kedarnath case as every prosecution under section 124a of ipc must be in conformity with scope and ambit laid down under the kedarnath case also in this case the um, uh, mr uh, vinod dua had asked that the fir against any media person who has an experience of 10 years in media sector must not be uh, passed by uh, must not be filed if it is not uh, cleared by a committee which should be established in every state of the country and it must constitute the a high court judge and a leader of opposition among the other members so he had asked that supreme court must give such kind of directive that a committee must be set up so that when this committee gives the clearance then only fir can be filed against a experienced person in the media sector however this request was completely rejected by the court and court rejected the prior for constitution of a committee in all state to prevent misuse of sedition law and it stated that formulation of such kind of committee would amount to encroachment of legislature's domain now let's see what are the kedarna what was the kedarna judgment and what kind of principles were laid down by the supreme court the supreme court upheld the constitutional validity of sedition law and it attempted to restrict the scope of sedition law in our country by this guidelines it stated that unless incitement or call for violation is um, uh, is there in this kind of comment or criticism then this act or any kind of act should not be termed as a seditious act and section 124a should not be invoked the principle laid by supreme court was expression the government established by law has to be distinguished from person for the time being engaged in carrying on the administration for example the the prime minister or the ministers who are engaged in running the government are the symbolic face of the government but they are not the state india is the state 
against which if a person writes something which is against the state or the country then it might be termed as um, seditious if it is inciting violence but if somebody criticizes the government or the government personnel or the officials who are the representative of the state it should not be misunderstood that they are doing something seditious However, comments strongly worded expressing disapprobation of actions of government while exciting public disorder by violence can attract penal actions. So, the Supreme Court clearly stated that citizens have right to say whatever he or she likes to say about the government by criticism, by commentary, but without inciting people for violence. Also, in this, the Supreme Court stated that there must be put a limitation on operation or to these activities and it should be under the observation of the federal court or the Supreme Court and these activities involving violence, violence or intention or a tendency to create public disorder should only be termed as seditious and should only be filed under the seditious law. So, uh, so again, the Supreme Court has come up with clear directive and strengthening the anti-seditious things which are going, uh, which are uh, hampering the democratic setup of the country. Moving to our second article of the day, it is about the Model Tenant Act. Union Cabinet approved the Model Tenant Act to streamline the process of renting property in India and aid the rent economy in the estate sector. So, a draft was released in 2019 which talked about the Model Tenancy Act and now in 2021 it was approved by the Union Cabinet. And uh, for additional information, let me say that this decision of Model Tenancy Act and the idea behind it was framed by the Task Force for Rental Housing and in 2015, before Housing for All, by 2020 mission, that is the Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana Urban, it was decided that 20% of the two crores houses that are being made should be exclusively for rental purpose. So we see that in our country, there are huge number of uh, uh, houses and rental properties, uh, commercial properties included in that are uh, staying vacant because of the ambiguity regarding the real estate sector and the a non-transparent nature of this kind of position and property things in our nation. More than one crore houses were lying vacant in urban areas and according uh, according to the 2011 census and due to this reason there is ha, there has been seen that there is a huge lack of transparency, accounting and also the archaic law which used to tackle all these things do, does not uh, serve to the balance of interest of both the parties that is the tenants and the property owners the existing law therefore have made this a shadow market in uh, in itself we see that rental housing and the uh, rent which are um, uh, obtained from the tenants are generally not taxed upon and people try to evade their tax uh, from their income from their rental income and there is a lot of uh, ambiguity in this section because of which state is not able to realize the full potential of this sector that is uh, um, which constitute of the uh, real estate sector of country. Under this law, it has been stated that the state has the option to adopt it or to amend it as per its wishes and this provision was given by the Memorandum of Understanding which was signed between the center and state 
under the Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana Urban. Now let's see what are the aims of this new law. So in this new law, first of all, tries to formalize the shadow market which is there in the uh, rental property sector and the real estate. Secondly, it tries to unlock the vacant prop- properties which the property owners are not willing to rent to the tenants because of uh, reposition and because of a lot of uh, problems in this sector. Also, it will increase the rental yields because of bringing more accountancy and it will also remove the exploitative practices by increasing transparency and discipline. Let's know where it applies. So after this act is uh, enacted by any state, no person can let or rent their premise without having a written agreement which was previously uh, uh, permitted with a verbal agreement and now as per this law, no person can rent or let their premise without having a written agreement and this law will be prospective in nature and it cannot be enacted retrospectively and this law is applicable to urban as well as the rural sector of the country. Now see, let's see what's new in this. The state uh, shall have to set up grievance redressal mechanism and they have to appoint a rent authority rent they have to set up rent court and rent tribunals to provide fast track resolution of disputes in 60 days as we know because of uh, many a times it has been seen that the tenants are not willing to empty the houses even after persuasion by the landlords or the property owners simultaneously uh, for many times and it has been seen that nris put their homes in vacant and they are not able to get enough rent out of it because they are not able to handle these kind of things because of absence of written contracts or agreements and also no clear law or redressal mechanism in our nation uh, regarding this rental agreement and this act also states about no monetary ceiling which was previously not there in the archaic law there was a monetary ceiling and because of which the prime locations in south bombay who which are already rented with a very low rate are still forcefully occupied by the tenants and the people uh, who are the property owners are not able to leverage on it because of monetary ceilings that are there in the archaic law also this law provides for digital platform in local uh, vernacular languages for submitting tenancy agreements and other documents so this will basically streamline all the agreements so such that the rent authority can view and also act on this from this digital platform itself and it will bring huge transparency and discipline in the system also as i had said um, earlier that no verbal agreement will further be entertained under this act and it has to be a written one and the very important thing which has been stressed in this act is that there should be no subletting of premise or no structural change without the prior consent of the landlords it has been seen that after many years of stay by the tenant it has been it has been observed that they tend to do uh, structural changes or subletting of the premise without the permission of the landlord. However, this act has restricted it. The principles enshrined in this is that the security deposit should not exceed two months and reposition of tenant 
has been stressed so that the tenant do not misuse the premise in case of force major event landlord shall give a period until 1 month uh, to hold on to the property by the tenant for one more month so this law will bring more transparency and it will definitely act on the um, on leveraging the rent market of the country and boost the real estate sector to another level so so th- this is definitely a welcome move and all the state must look into thing uh, look into this and bring um, adopt it with some amendment or no amendment to it so this was all for today thank you